Welcome to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series. This podcast presents topical global business stories that affect Bermuda. Series host Shivani Sepp interviews business leaders and experts in finance, insurance, reinsurance, risk, accounting, and other business services. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the RG Business Navigate series. I'm Shivani Sate and I'm your host. Today I'm very honoured to welcome the Honourable Minister Jason Hayward, JPMP, Minister of Economy and Labour at the Government of Bermuda. Many thanks, Minister Hayward, for coming in for this podcast today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So I'm very much looking forward to today's podcast. Ask you a lot of questions about yourself, the upcoming, the, the new strategy, so perhaps if we begin, Minister Hayward, you, you are now the Minister of Economy as well as Labour, a relatively new role. Perhaps you could begin by telling me what that role entails. Okay, so the Ministry of Economy and Labour is responsible for economic growth and development. We're responsible for facilitating the expansion of the jobs, promoting entrepreneurship, ensuring that the country has adequate labour standards and a healthy labour relations environment. Um, The departments that fall underneath my remit include the Department of Immigration, the Department of Financial Assistance, the Department of Workforce Development, Department of Statistics, the Economic Development Department, and the newly created Department of Labor. Okay. Thank you. That's a lot of departments. Um, So you've obviously been incredibly busy putting together the new Economic Development Strategy for Bermuda. Before we delve into it and we learn more about it today, could I perhaps ask how you formulated it? Yeah, and so we had a number of economic development agencies already who were engaged in economic development activities. And so we took an analysis of the work that they were already doing um, to determine whether or not it's adequate for the next four years or whether or not there is gaps in the uh, work that's currently being done on the economic development spectrum. We also then took an in-depth look at our economy and to understand which industries are growth drivers, which are employment drivers, and which creates the greatest level of opportunity moving forward. We engaged in rounds of public feedback where we asked the public through the government forums um, to submit ideas. And then we took all of that in, um, as well as industry feedback, to formulate the economic development strategy. Okay, thank you. And the new strategy very much builds on the work of the 2021 Economic Recovery Plan. Do you feel um, advancements have been made in the initiatives that were laid out in that initial Economic Recovery Plan? Most certainly. I think I believe I gave a ministerial statement in December which highlighted that 80% of the 31 um, priority initiatives in the Economic Recovery Plan were on track. And then we've had some level of success in terms of the implementation of a number of initiatives. Okay. Um, Perhaps you could tell me, you said 80% have been successfully implemented. Which ones do you feel have made a direct difference to our economy? So we, when we look at what Home Affairs has done, we have the um, legislative framework in place for subsea communications to expand that particular sector. I'm pleased about the Mortgage Guarantee Program, where we um, were able to work with BCB to provide lower mortgage rates for first-time homeowners. 
That's an awesome initiative. The BEDC and their COVID support, over $6.1 million were in, was injected into the economy to sm support small and medium-sized enterprises and our entrepreneurial environment. The economic investment certificate is going extremely well. And so we've seen associated investment of over $425 million from that particular program. We continue to execute on our youth employment strategy, running graduate training programs. You see that we expanded our summer internship program and summer employment program for our high school and university students. The energy regulatory sandbox, um, we have a number of com companies interested in using that regulatory framework to expand some of their green energy ideas. And then on June 1, we implemented Bermuda's first statutory minimum wage of $16.40. Yes. And so I've, I, I'm pleased that we're making significant progress in a number of areas. Yes, and I can certainly talk about the mortgage program because I was lucky to have Neville Grant in on a podcast and he was telling us all about it. So that certainly sounds like a fantastic program. Yes, definitely. So one of the main initiatives of the Economic Recovery Plan was to increase the population in Bermuda by 8,400 people. Um, an, interesting, an interesting figure, not quite a rounded number. Mm -hmm. are, we, are we on track for this? How, how are we doing? So the ministry released a report in terms of the challenges we all have with our ageing population. And then what we've done is we looked at our old age dependency ratio versus the OECD average. Okay. And we recognized that in 2017, we were below the OECD average, but in 2026, we'll be well above that particular average. We want to move our population levels back to a more sustainable um, ratio. And as a result, uh, we've, we want to peg our aging population, our early age dependency to that um, OECD average. When we done the calculation, we came up that we needed 8,400. 400 additional okay. um, workers and so that's not all new workers within um, our economy that is some able-bodied individuals who are currently unemployed placing them back into employment okay and then ensuring that we have an adequate balance between the demand for labor and the supply for labor to increase um, our working population through expatriate labor the economic development strategy is designed to create robust economic activity across multiple industrial sections okay. that would ultimately um, increase the number of jobs within our economy and then increase the demand for workers. And then that's how we're going to actually move forward with achieving uh, that particular number. Okay. If you ask us if we're on track, I would say that the number of jobs in the economy continues to expand year over year. And will that help us address the, the cost of the living crisis? Yes, to a certain extent. The greater levels of economic activity um, generates greater levels of taxes, which allows government to provide greater levels of relief in taxes to both businesses and to residents. When you reduce uh, residents' tax burden, what you actually do is increase their purchasing power and allows them to better navigate the cost of living. But directly as it pertains to the cost of living, the government has done a number of measures, whether it be freezing um, fuel prices or freezing some food item, the prices yes. of certain food items within the grocery shop. And we will continue to do those things in terms of using our fiscal space 
to provide relief as much as possible across the board. But the inflation that's being experienced is, is, is experienced globally, and it will be a challenge for some time ahead. Yes, certainly. Um, well, I think I've warmed you enough up, warmed you up enough for the economic development strategy. It's a sixty-three-page document. Uh, perhaps you can begin by telling me about it, please. So, the economic development strategy is designed to be a roadmap which provides a clear path um, to sustainable, to sustainable economic growth and development. Um, it seeks to um, create greater opportunities for the people of Bermuda. It seeks to support our entrepreneurs and small businesses. It seeks to support our farmers and our fishermen. Um, it allows us to embrace new technologies and really move forward in an earnest way of diversifying our economy. So the strategy is based off of five strategic priorities, which is local and international business retention and expansion. We need to ensure that we're getting more out of the economy that we have today okay. in terms of retaining business and, and, uh, and creating a business ecosystem which allows them to expand. Then the next strategic priority is business attraction and investment promotion. Then we have entrepreneurship and small business development. We have continued execution of the economic recovery plan. And then the last will be investment in people. Okay. And just as a curious point, you mentioned earlier, as I'm mulling over this, that you had used different um, groups to put together this plan. Mm -hmm. who, who would have been the groups that would have come to the table to help you put this together strategically? So we have the BEDC, which is okay. ultimately responsible for entrepreneurship and small business and medium-sized business development. We have the Economic Development Department which is responsible for the expansion of economic activity in the domestic economy. We have the B Bermuda Business Development Agency, who are ultimately responsible for the external marketing and promotion and ensuring that they have adequate industry engagement in a number of areas. The Department of Workforce Development, who is responsible for getting our population scaled up so that they are competitive in this current job market. Okay, thank you. And so if, if we look to the next half year or even a year ahead, given the, the economic times that we find ourselves in, it's almost difficult to imagine the next five years. So if we just look to the more current future, what do you feel, Minister Hayward, are the main threats and opportunities from Bermuda from both a local and international perspective? I believe the threats are, are somewhat known. The threats would be globally inflation and rising interest rates mm -hmm. continues to be a concern. It drives up the cost of living in Bermuda and it also drives up the cost of doing business. And so that will remain the threat for maybe the next 18 months. Okay. Then you have the global competition for talent. We live in a global world and talent now has the ability to go um, anywhere where there is a great level of demand. And Bermuda demands talent in a number of specialized areas. We have more jobs in our economy than able-bodied Bermudians able to work in those particular jobs. And so it will always be a competition to retain top talent on the island. Another issue is our housing capacity. And so I've spoken with a number of companies who are seeking to expand on island, and one of their number one concerns is the capacity of housing for their staff. 
Yes. And then another large challenge, obviously, is our tourism infrastructure. With a number of key hotel properties offline, it means that we have uh, less air visitors and the capacity to house less air visitors. But with a reduction in those tourist numbers, it means that we also struggle with our airlift capacity. And so we really want to ensure that we get a number of those properties online so that we continue to expand our visitor arrivals via air, which will give us greater levels of, of airlift moving forward. And in terms of the opportunities, on a more positive note? Yeah. Um, I think there's huge opportunities in our agriculture and fisheries sector. Right now, that sector represents less than 1% of our overall economic activity in our economy. Um, It's a huge opportunity for us to expand local food production. Additional to that, um, expansion of financial products um, related to climate risk financing. You know that we are having the Climate Summit in Bermuda over the next couple of days. And what is interesting is the opportunities that Bermuda here is to be well poised to create financial products that can actually support global um, climate financing. Okay. And and you mentioned inflation earlier. I, I know we, we all talk about inflation and I've at the economic review or the economic outlook that I held in December with Jonathan Kent and Nathan Kowalski. It's a pretty much not quite a sore point, but a point that we do always delve upon. It's known that we are lagged behind the US, probably by about six months. So you mentioned that it would be perhaps 18 months before we can see the wood between the trees. Um, But how do you feel about this lagged effect in terms of the statistics that come out? Is there a bit of a, obviously there is a delay um, for somebody living in Bermuda for the, as a community, there's always a fear factor that there's still worse yet to come before we can override um, that mountain, really. I don't think it's fair to compare um, what we're experiencing inflation with the United States. Our economies okay. are structured different. And so the weights of our basket of goods are also different. We have different consumer behaviors than in the United States, which would have different impacts on what inflation means to the United States versus what inflation means to Bermuda. And so um, I'm always mindful with that particular comparison. But the reality is globally, um, the price of goods have increased. Yes. And as a result of that, this economists that do not have domestic production of those goods um, will experience higher price increases across the board. Okay, thank you. Thank you for answering that. So if I look now to the actual strategy, so strategic priority number one in the new strategy is local and international retention expansion, as we just spoke about. Um, Looking at the new economic development strategy, it is clear that the top contributor to the economy is international business, with a five-year growth of 2.4%. What are your expectations for the next five years? Based on the economic data, the international business sector continues to expand, and it's anticipated that it will um, remain robust over the next five years. They continue to expand in terms of the product offering. 
okay. the diversity of, of companies moving to Bermuda, and just generally expansion of their employment levels. Okay, and perhaps on that point, actually, is there a particular sector that you feel will experience heightened growth? Yeah, I think there's um, great opportunities in the real estate activity sector. Okay. When we start to look at the expansion of residential units within the city of Hamilton um, and also in northeast Hamilton with approved residential schemes, I think we have great capacity to increase the number of residents that actually live and work in the city. And so that will mean that there is a requirement for investment, construction, and then um, robust real estate activity thereafter. Okay. And regarding then the local business growth, the number of local businesses has increased in the last five years from approximately um, 3,500 to nearing 4,000 in 2022. Um, Knowing that small and medium-sized businesses are the lifeblood of the economy, are we on track for where you see local business growth? We want to give greater levels of support to our local businesses, identifying what some of the barriers to success are for those local businesses will be a key priority moving forward and then reducing those barriers as much as possible. I know that the action item in the economic development strategy underneath the entrepreneurship and small business development priority is actually the development of a national entrepreneurship strategy. Okay. What we want to see is more entrepreneurs, then they translate into more small business owners, as we support more small business owners, they then get to expand to be medium-sized business owners. And that's how we're going to have organic growth within our economy. Okay. And what sort of structures, how, how will that be formed? Is that through committees, through forums, and then helping them to expand? What sort of support can a small or medium-sized enterprise look to get now? But as We will continue with robust conversation with the Chamber of Commerce to have an idea of how some of their um, constituents are faring in the economy. We'll use BEDC as a vassal to facilitate the dialogue and also um, policy suggestions as as pertains to things that we may need to adjust to better support their community. Okay. No, thank you. As a small business owner, I was especially nosy about that one. <laughs> Um, okay, so the real estate industry is, as as we know, the second largest sector in Bermuda, and we've you've touched upon this a couple of times during this podcast. Perhaps we could spend a moment um, on this, if you don't mind. There certainly is a crisis in this sector, a lack of supply to meet demand. As you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you are looking for different strategies to address this. Is there anything that can be done in the short term? I mean, there are many people just that I know, for example, that are actually looking for houses. Um, There's also, whilst we have an acute housing shortage, I would also ask you perhaps for your comments, if you're able to give them to me, on the fact that prices seem to be constantly rising in in the housing sector. Now, basic economics will tell you there's a lack of supply to meet demand. That's why the landlords are raising the rents. But as an individual living here in Bermuda, it's it's quite difficult with um, inflationary pressures, the constant rising prices that if your house price rises where you're renting, there are many families that have had to move out of their accommodation because their landlord has raised their rent and they can't find anything else. Is there anything that we could have help with in the community with that issue 
to prevent the the continuing rise of of, uh, of the conversation between landlord and tenant. But let me first start with speaking to how the economic development strategy outlines our plans for housing. Okay. And so it is accepted that there is a housing shortage and there are challenges finding affordable housing for many. When we looked at our overall um, capacity for residential development, there is um, huge potential in terms of the amount of land and property throughout the island that has been categorized as residential lots that are ripe for development. The second is we need to do a better job in increasing the public housing options. Um, And we have allocated more resources in this budgetary period for the expansion of of public housing so that we can alleviate some pressure from the private market. Um, Morgan's Point is a redevelopment that aims to increase the, the number of middle-sized to uh, high-end housing in Bermuda for a certain segment of the population. But where we really want to see is a greater push and emphasis is residential developments within the city of Hamilton. And so we approved the approved residential scheme um, for the economic empowerment zones to entice investment in those particular areas. But we will be expanding our economic empowerment zones to Southeast Hamilton, as well as expanding the economic development provisions so that we can encourage more residential development in the main city of Hamilton as well. Okay, and and anything about, is there any possibility for how to deal with the pricing increases? Is there a regulatory authority for real estate here on the island. Um, I know from other jurisdictions and other countries around, I can speak to Ireland, for example, you're unable to increase the rent to, to your tenant, for example, uh, or rather you're only allowed to increase it by a very nominal amount each year. So it's a regulated market. Is there a possibility for that to, something like that to happen here to, again, to protect the community from literally being priced out yeah, so the government is currently working on landlord-tenant legislation that will redefine the rela- relationship between a landlord and a tenant and okay. put some more protections in place. Um, and that will be a huge plus to ensure that persons have adequate uh, contracts in place and that those leases are actually abided by and adhered to. Um, and so that we don't have a system of gouging in our society. Yes. Um, so there are a number of landlords who are taking advantage of our current um, problem and it's not beneficial for the economy and it's not sustainable in the long run. And so um, that particular piece of legislation hopes to clarify and create uh, a more harmonious relationship between tenants and landlords. Yes, and I think that will be very exciting and vital because in the, in my mind, in the whole plan of retaining people and keeping people on the island, as we know, many mm. Bermudians have had to move overseas because it has become too expensive to rent and live in Bermuda. So as part of the retention plan, I think that would be very a very exciting initiative to look forward to. Yeah, and also having further dialogue with the banks in terms of interest rates Yes, um, for homeowners 
we can't continue with these interest rates, interest rate hikes <laughs> that are just um, eroding the purchasing power of yes. households. And so we're having more conversation and we're also having conversation as to whether or not we can provide greater levels of support where persons can transfer the mortgages to um, banks who are actually providing lower rates than yes. others. And, and argue, arguably it should be advantageous that we don't have a central bank so in terms of setting those interest rates. Um, so thank you. Are there, we, we talked about um, who who the bodies were that you worked with for mm-hmm. putting this strategy together. Are there initiatives where the government works closely with different industries to accelerate the implementation of the strategy? Any public or private partnerships? Most definitely. So in order for the plan to be successful, cross-based um, industry engagement is required. Um, and collaboration with industry for the execution of a number of items. The, the plan even calls for industry to act as ambassadors for the island to support attracting more companies and businesses to domicile in Bermuda and operate out of our jurisdiction. In order for us to ensure success, we need businesses to expand their economic activity, which will create greater levels of job opportunities. And then it's our role to ensure that we adequately scale up our workforce to take advantage of those opportunities as well. And job training is something that is critical for the workforce development strategy in terms of the engagement between employers and our workforce development system to ensure that we're providing the appropriate and adequate training that actually connects people with jobs. And so this strategy cannot be successful without adequate industry engagement and industry being a partner the entire way. Okay, thank you. I think I've I've grilled you enough in here today. So finally, Minister Hayward, looking ahead, does this economic development strategy address all of the challenges that we are facing here in Bermuda? The economic development strategy is designed to create a sustainable economic growth and development trajectory. Okay. We will still have a number of issues, whether it be education, healthcare, or social issues that need to be addressed in their appropriate um, Forum. forms and through their appropriate ministries. And so does this give us, if a, suce- a successful economic development strategy does give us more fiscal capacity to address those automatic other items. So it's certainly interconnected, but the strategy is not designed to address um, those other items outside of those economic items that I discussed. Okay, well, well, thank you very much. I would like to thank my wonderful guest, the Honourable Minister Jason Hayward, JPMP, and the Ministry for being a sponsor of this podcast. I am Shivani Sait, and I've been your host. You've been listening to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series with host Shivani Seth. Check the Royal Gazette for the next episode. Thank you for listening.